Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. That was something like League of Procedure. As always, if you're right back with me, Jay Moore. You know, listen to League of Procedure is through iTunes. It's talking through Procedure. We're also posting links. Same thing with the Spreaker site, which is mobile friendly for everybody. Pretty much listening right through Twitter now. Uh, Jay, how, how's it been, man? It's been a little bit. Yeah, I had to had to miss last week. Um, heard y'all had a good show, but. Um, not a whole lot, just worked a lot, and uh, I've been watching College World Series. I actually haven't watched much. I've had a ton on. I've watched a little bit. I've watched here and there. I've watched a lot of like, close games that were late innings, I guess you'd say. From everything I heard, the ratings itself has been pretty bad, which doesn't really shock me, surprising me. Either. The teams that were in it when they played and also the schools that uh, – a repeat playing the same team from last year. Yeah, I think that has an effect on it um, with with the repeat and it being not two really big name teams. I mean, they're they're not bad by any means, but they're not not LSU. Um, and yeah, it's gotten it's it's gotten really cool ratings. Uh, I, I guess it just kind of shows that. Their 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 what their attempt to grow in the sports kind of not really taking hold. Well, I expect Vanderbilt to win tonight. I think they had. I think their pitching is better tonight. Yeah, their pitching is a lot better, and I don't really think Virginia has anybody else to throw besides kind of. I guess maybe a midweek, my midweek guy or something like that. Permits think they're almost out of pitching. They must hear Johnny Hole staff just try to get a couple outs of everybody. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. And as always, Vanderbilt still got some pitching left. Some guys that start games. Hey, what's different, Todd? I guess, first off, you made fun of me, but I want to ask you just pretty much I, I agree to at least one night a week sit down with the wife and watch what she watch. So, Right now, that shows the, the Bachelor, which the show is definitely there, but if you're going to watch it, it's best to make the best out of it. And I pretty much make fun of people as if you follow me on Twitter during Bachelor. That's what I do the whole time. But, Jay, you really should watch next week, just for this reason, because there's going to be a lot of broke tears. A lot of broke tears. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can make myself do it. I, I just have no interest whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Broke I get funny, man. Yeah, they're funny. It's, especially when they throw out the love word and I'm devastated, blah, blah, blah. And maybe they just went you know, on the girl about three or four weeks and, they, yeah. and then they cry. Uh, they just get in their feelings. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I can see. I mean, you're basically in a fantasy thing the whole time you're there getting to go on all the stuff that in real life you don't get to go on. Uh, I could see liking a girl, but I mean, I mean, the show is basically a, a girl sleeping around and a bunch of dudes not getting mad over it. They just hurt feelings, and in the real world, there'd probably be somebody stabbed by now. There would definitely be, there would definitely be fist fights, um, and I wouldn't doubt it with that many guys. I wouldn't doubt if somebody got stabbed. Oh, heck yeah. The best of me, I, I, I respect the guy that says, I don't care about these other guys, I'm going to get as much time as I can. The punishment to me is these guys that say everybody deserves their time. Which if I'm there, I'm there, I'm just trying to get laid because I know that shit ain't going to work. Um, I'm, getting paid, I'm, I'm getting paid. Yeah. And this, and this girl's I, home for giving it up, so why not? Has he, has, has he not lived long enough to figure out that, uh, uh, the, the the considerate, nice guys don't always it didn't always work out for them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you can't 
even the nice guys, the smart nice guys realize they have to be an asshole a little bit. Yeah, I'm, that, a, pretty nice, I, I'm a pretty nice guy, but I, I, I and but I'm very look, good at being an asshole. I know when to pull it. Yeah, that's that's what I've had to learn over the last two or three years. <laughs> I've kind of gone down the same route. So uh, yeah, you can't can't be the guy that's like, oh, we all deserve our time, whatever, blah blah blah. No, that's that's not what that's not going to be a winner. <laughs> Here's the thing I found. We were talking to a girl, and that's not starting out. You got to put on your best face starting out, you know, introduction, blah, 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 impressive. But when you're dating, I guess you'd say, this is why I don't know. It's that fire, and it's, it's work. It's the thing that worked pretty good there. You, get, you basically do a 25% rule for every three positive, you give, you give one negative. Yeah, you, you have to. <laughs> you, I mean, Say your lady comes out and she's okay. I might not be the best guy to listen to you, but this is give an example. Say your lady comes out short and stressed, she asks what you think. Oh, you say it looks really good, you know, it really shows shows off your ass, you know, whatever. And you give three comments and you say, Well, you know, it would look really good if you lost two or three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wouldn't show just quite as much right there and Whatever area she needs to lose two or three pounds in. I don't know. <laughs> I would hesitate to say that. I mean, I do it regularly, but so, I mean, I can't. You're married. <laughs> well, I mean, I said dating. But yeah, but I mean, you said you do it regularly. I mean, you. I doubt you said that regularly when you aren't married. Well, we went, uh, yeah, I did, but it was after been a good little while. I mean, we, we was over that year more, you know. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be long enough where you know you have them. You can't just say that after a couple of weeks. Yeah. My wife <laughs> says, my wife says I fooled the shit out of her. I should have been a damn lawyer because that first year I was Mister Charming. After that, I was pure asshole. No. <laughs> well. At least it worked for you, whatever you did. Uh, I, I guess so. I, I, I watched this. I, I, I don't know if you ever watched Have you ever watched Chappelle's show? Yes, I have. Please come back, Please come back, Dave Chappelle, if you're listening to this. I miss you so much. Well, well, he said that little skit where he says, you know, the guy be real nice for about a month, and as soon as he gets laid and it, it comes official, it's pretty much, I got you, bitch. That's pretty much what I've done. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue that <laughs> at all. <laughs> so it comes out to mistrial and a bandy trial in bandy rape case. It quotes the story is that basically one of the jury was, I guess it didn't say he was convicted. It said a victim. It pushed, used the word victim in one of the stories, and it used the word convicted in another story. So, in somewhat, in some shape or form, a guy was in a trial, or he was at least charged, to say the least, with statutory rape. And so, they, I guess he lied about it in the beginning, but it came out. And so, that's why a mistrial, in which pretty much his strategy is out. To me, this is worst case scenario for Vanderbilt, because this thing's kind of loomed over them. It's been used against them. You know, it's only about to be over. It's in a past. It's past trial, past players. And everything that's just, every time it's talked about, it's, the headline is Vandy or Vanderbilt rape case. It's not such and such name, such and such. It's listed. The, the name of it has been called Vanderbilt or Vandy rape case. So for this is to pretty much go all over again. It's pretty much worst case scenario for them. They just use it that and they use that much more. Yeah, you know they. Uh, you know they're tired of seeing this headline over and over. Um, that they were wanting this as far in the past as possible, but um, yeah, just get brought up again. It's um, it's unfortunate for them, but uh, don't know what else you can really. I mean, I don't know really what they can do about it. Just kind of have to take it as it goes, but. Um, 
You wonder why? Why do they? Why do they keep listing Vanderbilt? I mean, why don't? It's hitting it stuck. I mean, it's a big thing. It was cover up with players. I mean, just kind of it dealt with multiple players. It started off with Vanderbilt football players' case, and it just kind of went to Van. I mean, it hit it. It stuck, and it stayed that way. I mean, it's, I guess it's unfortunate in a, in a sense for Vanderbilt, but. It's there. That's going to be the name of it till it's over. Even when it's over, but it just won't be in the headlines at all. Right. And they've done about all they can. Well, really, there's nobody. Uh, there's oh, there's nobody nothing else they can do. Just, there's nothing left for them as a university to do. I mean, there's nothing else they can do. No. So, but, uh, so the, we all know that it was terrible tragedy about. About Charleston, and with the the kids dying, the kids shooting up to the church, and now people losing lives, terrible. Okay, and now the big thing with the Confederate flag comes up. I I laugh at uh, I don't know I don't know say last the right term. Irritated, kind of humored by the folks. The extreme sides. My opinion is about it, but it should it should come down. It's to me, it's just something that I don't think it's something terrible. It's in a, a extreme effect hurting Mississippi or hurting school, etc. But it's just another, I guess, dark spot. Now these people that this is what kills me is the people that say in some shape or form that this flag wouldn't have been. Up, it, it, something could have changed with this this person done. No, to me, this person was somebody that showed in his past who had, in my opinion, probably had mental issues. And I know a lot of people don't want to use that term. I feel like in a lot of cases, to me, as a psychopath, a psychopath somebody has mental issues, and it's not. He had shown signs of being a psychopath in, in the past, and what was their parents or people that knew them that didn't cause some of this effect out, showing it to light try to get him help. I don't know all details there. That's kind of where I'm wondering. But to the fact that someone trying to bring the point to to use this to get your fly down, this fly would have been down and maybe this wouldn't have happened. This had no effect on this not or not happening. In my opinion, yeah. at least. No, I don't I don't see um I don't I don't see why I don't see where some people are getting the idea that if the flag wasn't there, that he wouldn't have done it. Or, and I don't, I don't buy that at all. It. I also don't get to people that are hardcore for keeping. I know it's, I know it's a touch of southern south. I guess I'm just different than apparently a lot of people that are affected so much by it coming down. And I had a guy try to tell me that I said I don't. My words were, I don't see how somebody can be so upset over something that doesn't directly affect you or, or, or me in, in your life. At least it should. And they try to, in a roundabout way, it tell me and it pretty much did affect my life directly. I'm telling you, there's, I'm way more worried about, I have too much stuff in my life to be worried about what a flag is. There's no shape before a flag is going to affect my life. From a day-to-day basis, long-term basis. I mean, there's the there's a question of where does it stop, but there is that question. I mean, there is that question, and I really, you really can't answer that question. Where does it stop? Because it's, to me, there's always going to be people that tries to find something that if somebody wants to feel, I guess, something is discriminating them. There's always that segment that's going to look for something else to be discriminated against, in my opinion. I agree with that. Um, I mean, no. There's going to be that group that's going to look for something. Yeah, there's always that group. It doesn't really bother me one way or the other. That's my thing. I don't care. Do I think it should come down? Yes. Does it not come If it don't come down, does it bother me? No. If it comes down? No. It doesn't affect my life directly. And these people that are like ready to protest, let the, the skip work to go protest to keep the flag, bother with me. The same people, it almost it don't bother me quite as much, but it's still like this. 
fascinates me for people that will pro- skip miss work to, to protest and get it down also. It doesn't bother you as much to me. Well, to me, um, I mean, it's well, it depends what it depends on what person. I mean, it, I understand to some people that you can see that flag and see where hate comes from all over there. There are a lot of misinterpretation what the flag really means or account for because it, it's really not the rebel flag. It's actually something else. I mean, it should be called the rebel flag. It's really not the Confederate Army flag anyway. It's really the rebel flag, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just... Am I the only one that thinks this is just... And it's, to me, it's a way bigger... Being made way bigger of a deal than it really should be. But, uh, yeah, that is, I used to see so much about it. I don't do, if you ask me about things come down, I say yes. But as far as my, the people that say it affects my life, it, it affects, or affects their lives, I don't really get how it affects your life. I don't see how, I mean, okay, as far as personalized and how it affects it, I don't see how anything's going to change whether the flag stays up or comes down. Like, as far as people's everyday, daily lives, how people think, how what is this going to change? And for the people that say we can come united, we need it, this is something that keeps Mississippi from united. The flag that's not happening. They're still going in my opinion, in some shape or form there will still be racism everywhere. I agree everywhere. There's racism, from there's, there's racism everywhere on all sides. I, I don't yeah. I, I, well, and let's be honest. You can I, I understand something, man. I ask you, have you ever felt discriminated against? Yes. Absolutely me too. I have. I'll give an example in just a second. All right. To some extent, everybody feels discriminated against with a job. I didn't get this because of this. I mean, everybody does. It's there. It's all sides now. I mean, and this is every race. This is not, I mean, this is, I, I made the statement last night to somebody. I, was like, I mean, every race has racism. I'm not saying every person. Yes. But exactly. this, is not, this is not foreign to anybody on any side. Yes. Now, this is where I do blame people. Because of the past, whatever, media that hit sales more white on black racism than anything. That is shown more than anything else. Something that's black on white or Asian on white, it's not going to be shown or publicized as racism near like a white on black will. And that's media, and that's because they, they, they drill it and it gets hit. I mean, and I'm not saying this because I'm white. I mean, and to me, that would be regardless of the hits or regardless of what. And that it, it's sad that it's like that. Um, oh, it's sad. It is sad like, like that, and it, it gets people. I mean, it's just not the same thing that it, most faces all the time. It gets people I mean, upset. It, it gets people to, I guess, protest, which generates even more media. It's a cycle. I mean, look at all the stuff we talked about with Ole Miss, how we've, we've sat here on the show and said how certain things that happen to Ole Miss, if it happens somewhere else, it's not near about the story. Exactly. It's You're exactly I mean, right. It's the, same, it's the same thing. I give you an example of how I felt. It didn't really bother me, but it was just, I was discriminated against. I was at a, a grocery store. I pulled up. I had a load of groceries. I was behind an older black lady, probably 70s. Uh, when I was getting there, 12 pack of cans, she picked them up, and she struggled. She did. She was an older lady. She struggled to pick them up and put them on the thing. Well, I saw it, and the cashier was just put them over and was going to let her put them in a buggy. Well, me being who I am, I didn't think she should have to need to pick them up again for that one time. The cashier should have put them in four because she was struggling. I mean, it was obvious she struggled with the cans, putting them up on there. So I just walked around and started grabbing her cans and putting in her buggy for her. So I got up, she had four, so I got like two in. I tell you, I can tell you she looked really funny. And she, she looked at me and, to, and put her hand on the can after I got two in. And said, I don't need your help, white boy. I don't need a little white boy's help. That was her words. <laughs> okay. 
okay. So I walked, I didn't, I wasn't ready. I said, okay, man. And just walked around, went back to where my thing was. I was trying to do a good deed. And, I mean, I, I would figure that being discriminated. I mean, I felt discriminated against there. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it, it it's everywhere. I, it Just because certain things aren't talked about as much in the news or wherever, it's prevalent in, on all sides. So, um, yeah, well, stop saying, let me know when this flag being, like, kept up or brought down when it affects when it actually affects and brings people together or whatever, just just stop and let me know. To me, it all it is, it gives the look. I know people live there. If you're in the public, if somebody asks, what's the most racist state? I, I almost bet by a majority, Mississippi would be picked. And I know by far Mississippi is not, I mean, Georgia is a way more racist state. The flag is a joke how they try to change it here. Or like it's a flag. And they kind of like say, oh, we did it first. No, they pretty much just put a little stamp in between it and make it say it wouldn't credit fat anymore. Uh, I know people live in these states and they have just as much or more problem than Mississippi does. It's, I mean, I know some of that is, is population. But it's an issue everywhere that has it gotten better? Oh, absolutely. It's not, I mean, and a lot of this stands from, I mean, I get it, and I don't agree with it to a certain fact. We get judged for people that, I guess, distant, not everybody. I mean, not, I don't know my great-great-great-grandfather back in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. We're getting judged for acts that they done, even though we are not them. Yeah, that's been that's that's kind of been how it is for a while now, and um, I, I think it continues. And you think it continues? I mean, yes. Well, yeah. yeah, I do too. I was just making sure that's what you said. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, it's irritating and, to me. It is to me too. We'll see. It. It. Do you? Do you I. This is. I mean, I, I know. Maybe it's a step in the right direction, but I mean, do you to think, me it's one less do you think the reputation of Mississippi changes? Do you think there's not considered the most racist state after this? I mean, no, I just think it's shot. one thing. I think it's just one thing less that something can hold over Mississippi's head. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Mississippi and and Old Miss are kind of going through the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but. And, uh, but a black guy said this. I saw it on Twitter, and I also have a good friend who went to Ole Miss. And lo and behold, state fans and certain uh, talk show that's known for his loyalty to state fought off the Ole Miss thing. Should, should Ole Miss go? And a good buddy uh-huh. of mine that, that is, yeah, he said, pretty much if you think Ole Miss, if the name Ole Miss, Defend you, you're looking to get offended, and I agree with that. That that that's stretching it um, to get offended by that. That I mean, I, I get where some things you, you can see where it's hard to even comment. It's hard whenever you're when like with me, I haven't ever really been affected, but and I never really thought about some of the stuff that people consider racist. I've never even thought about them like that, but. It's really hard for me to see with Ole Miss really bothering somebody. Me too. I mean, it really does. I know that when certain fan base really pushes this, and it would jingle the jollies if Ole Miss got removed just to make fun of Ole Miss for that standard. And they will be people that push it, things to be removed. And that's just. It's part of the course when something like this happens with that fan base and just certain because this, although I pretty much just saw it on Twitter, I don't talk about it pretty much. It's part of the course with him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not surprised 
we talk a little bit of sports now. Not surprised. Sammy Epps gets kicked off. Pretty much can't quit smoking pot. And among other, a few other things. Where do you think they go from here? Like, and some state fans try to say that he got kicked off because they knew they can get the transfer from. Why would they do that? Lamar. That, why no. would that make sense? And that, that, this is what tripped me out. And then they try to say he got cleared. No. The kid from Lamar has been transferred for over a month when the SD's come up. I don't know if they didn't see it. The media, Ole Miss media, didn't see it as liable that because Epps went and gone and now this kid might be very viable and because he's going to walk on, as far as I know. I mean, he's a guy that he didn't, I mean, he didn't play a lot even at Lamar. I mean, he uh, played, he, he's pretty much a backup tight end at Lamar. Well, in fairness, in fairness to, to any other fans that were on, on any side that saw this and, and were saying it was because of Epps, in fairness, I didn't even hear about this. And really, the media, the old, the old media people didn't really talk about this guy. And they didn't really even bring oh, it up on Twitter. Oh, they probably As in, he got it. I mean, a lot of them laughed like it happened that day. Right. And that, they, was, they never and talked about it a month ago. And was retreating a month-old tweet, which I actually knew he was transferring and didn't think nothing of it. Just thought of somebody wanting to transfer and they let him walk on because of why not before that tweet came out. Right. They they definitely made it seem like it was because of Epps gone. Uh, they didn't really talk about it much before then. So I I don't think it's because of Epps gone. I figured... No, I don't either. No, I'm saying I don't even think the, some of the media, I think they didn't realize that think it was that big a deal when it happened, the one that did know. Now the Crowley guy, I really don't think he, he I really don't think he even knew about it. He just saw somebody post it and he went with it. All right. But I guess my opinion is what now is a contingency plan if something ever happens to Evan Ingram? God forbid. Now who knows? And and it could happen to you know he missed by half the season, his freshman year. It could happen. I really don't know. Missed half the season. Yeah, his freshman year? He got hurt against LSU. You don't remember this? Mm, not really. Evan Ingram, he got hurt against LSU. He didn't even play an egg bowl in 13. And That's the Missouri right. game, and he missed like three or four games. I was just thinking a part of the season, but uh, wait, well, you said you said how are we going to parlay it if Evan Ingram? Didn't you say if he gets hurt? Yeah, I mean, what's what I'm saying is, it's, it's, it's entirely plan. possible that I'm saying the contingency plan, like it's entirely possible Evan Ingram could hurt, get hurt. We've seen it happen before, and if it happens again, you know they were in a bind in 13. I, they'd be in the similar binds this year. I don't know what they'd do. I, mean, I really don't know. Uh, they have two tight ends committed. I think eventually they do a third. And I've heard the name Stringfield maybe move to tight end. I don't really think that happens. It doesn't really make sense. Uh, I don't either. Is there any way at all that Hibbler could do anything this year? I think he's going to give every shot. He's he's going to have to. Play. He's definitely athletic enough. It's all going to come down. I mean, you never know. I mean, let's be honest. When, when they got England's commitment, I, mean, I, I said everything I've heard from camps is he's a great commitment. Probably needs to add a little bit of weight. And Probably red shirt and probably red shirt freshman year. Neither one of us thought he was going to contribute like he did right away. It, it I mean, took all of us. We start hearing about it in camp, but not right away. Right. You heard about it some in camp, but even just the way he 
played the first, very first time he stepped on the field, still a little bit surprised. I mean, it, it, I mean, it could. I, we they need something similar to happen like that with Hibbler. Or, I mean, somebody that can play tight end or that position. I mean, the the, the walk on Taz. I can't remember his last name. Had a really good Had a touchdown. He's probably gonna be. He's probably gonna be depending on some now. Maybe the transfer <laughs> and Hibbler. I mean, I'll, you gotta hope Hibbler catches on really fast. Yep. Well, I saw I played against Taz in uh, church league softball, and he he did pretty good. So maybe he can translate it to the football field. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm sure that really translates there. I'm sure it does. Hey, he had an arm, <laughs> and he had a couple of bombs. So. Uh, He's got some powers. So I don't. I don't know that that translates to the D one college football level, but <laughs> we'll see. And I, I think it's talked about. I know it's position coach, or whatever. If the offensive line is no better than it was last year, you know, I know he's had some injuries. I know he's recruited fairly well. He's not one of the top recruiters on there. You already see it some, but if it doesn't continue to get better, even though they're getting higher talent brought in, when does Matt Luke question question your opinion? Wait, when is Matt Luke what? Brought in question, as you know, him being able to develop. Uh, brought in question. Uh, this is year four, and I would say after this year, I I would too, and that. I know Free said the offensive line would be the slowest to catch on and the slowest to get brought up, but uh, four years is a good – it's a good while to be in the situation they're in. Uh, and now, now, I do say this. They're recruiting and how they recruited the offensive line, and a lot of this is on Freeze, has helped him back. I agree. I agree. Because – there's been several big misses, and there's been several guys that they really try to get after they could have got other very quality guys. Taking courage yeah. through Richmond. There yeah. were – I don't know this is a fact. He's at – he went to Arkansas. If they were just recruiting him throughout, he actually wanted to. They had to got Toby Weatherspoon. He was another four-star kid. Yeah, and a possible another kid that also went to Arkansas. It was in on him, and possibly could have got both, but they pretty much stopped recruiting them to try to keep Richmond. And yeah, to me, I, that and me that to, even though you know you're trying to do something good by keeping him, you think he's really talented. You already know by now he's flaky, and that's a staff mistake. Yes. No, that, and there's yeah. and there's been other okay, you take the Walmart kid. Didn't offer him pretty much because they didn't want to bring on another tackle. Because of Richmond. They offer him early, he's coming on this. Yeah, it's just they, they put all their, their stock into to a guy or so or a guy or two and really they it they, they either going to hit the home run or strike out, and completely play that. And I know this past year they they struck out big time. And there's just some other cases where kind of the same things happen. And I know they've got some names as far as putting bodies there and everything else. That and, and linebackers has been really the only two places they hadn't really hit on. Right yeah, back to so. the stand, but they've got some high. I mean, they still got some high rate running back. They just haven't been able to get that really big elite running back, I should say. Right. They 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 haven't been able to do that. You kind of hope. You kind of hope they're able to. Um, I don't know. It, question: What kind of running back is is it? Devin Williams is committed for next year. From Arkansas, I think he's from Devin, like the, the Williams kid from Arkansas, that's running back. 
Are you talking about the kid from Alabama? Yeah, he, okay, well, he, all right, well, maybe he's from Alabama. Um, yeah, he, he's committed for next year. He's like a four-star yes. running back. Now, what kind of running back are they thinking he's going to be? Well, they got two now. And kind of hard. They're expecting him to be the better guy. He's about 210. It might kind of be a blessing in the sky. He kind of had a little bit of an injury in, in spring and not be able to play a few games. But I really like him, especially he's, he's a power back guy. Some people question his speed, but he's really, really powerful. Well, Oh, the question is speed. I mean, I think it'll be. It, they've been able to get enough running backs to. I mean, they just they need it. They need a bigger running back. And then there's Connor. He's they're recruiting. And let me bring this kid up. I wouldn't be surprised if if they decide to take another one. And I hear they're really hollering higher, higher than some other guys. I have to look his name up in just a second. Uh, the other's Connor, who's a guy who he's maybe a little bit bigger version, better version of Eugene Bradley. But he's also, some people think he's going to be a, a elite cornerback, be a elite cornerback or safety. So that kind of gives you some versatility there. And it wasn't going to take two, but they keep offering back, so it looks like they might take three. And I think this guy's probably committing something. Like that. I think his last name Street. They offered him. It's kind of out of, out of, I guess, left field. I guess you say. Let me see if I can find him on there real quick. It's kind of a bad podcast. I'll find And he's a really bigger guy. And it would kind of make sense because there's kind of a scare that he's helped off so far. There's kind of a scare. There's going to be a lot of Alabama pressure. It helps the kid is not from Alabama. He's actually from Arkansas. So it helps. There's some fear there that he could, in the end, flip to Auburn. Always held strong. And he's also he kind of talked about enrolling early and almost really wants that, that kind of eliminate that, that fear also. Let's see. Let me bring this up right here. I'm about to have it up. Let's look up. Bring it back. He's not really rated that high, but from everything I hear, almost is really high on him. Let's see if I can find him. And of course, there's all, always TJ Law. If I want to remember that name. Yeah, I, I remember him. <laughs> uh, J. Ron Street from uh, Huey, I guess it's Trestleville. I think he's like a three-star on this side, Alabama. Uh, he's about 6'2", 215. Really bigger guy, 6'1". He's probably about 6'1", 210. But <laughs> probably could add a lot of frame. And I think he announced that he's about to, uh, to commit soon. And on this offer, I guess, about two or three weeks ago, and people were really surprised by it. And people think if Ole Miss would take him, he would commit. So I guess we could kind of see there. And that's the guy to watch out for. And he's pretty much known as a bigger back, almost a little bit bigger version. Of, I won't say he's just good, but kind of built like a kind of, you know how T.J. Yeldon was when he came in, a little bit thin but tall and then grew out some. That's kind of how he's built. Right. And uh, if you can get T.J. Yale, then you would be quite happy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That, I mean, that's an obvious statement of the year. Um, just, just a question. I, I don't know. I, I really don't see that this is going to happen. Uh, we're talking about, talking about Evan Ingram and the uh, the deal. What, you know, what if he got hurt? I do remember a couple of years ago he got hurt. They moved Don, uh, Dante Moncrief inside. Um, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Like, they, they kind of brought him in to block some 
or do whatever Ingram was doing. I mean, he wasn't all the time. Would they try anything like that with the receiver, like like a string fellow or a treadwell, just to get some form of blocking? It's, I mean, I could see him. I can, I could see them doing that. Play him a little bit different. But I don't kind of use it exactly like Evan Ingram. I don't think so. But it, well, that'd be kind of hard. But um, it, it's Evan is really how he's built is such a mismatch. That's what makes him so good. Oh yeah, he and you and you hope that this is that nothing like that happens. They from that they really don't need that to happen at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, it would be uh, with him. All right, yeah, here it is. It says here that uh, the kid, uh, Daron Street, he said we'll decide next month. And it's between, it says Ole Miss is one of them. It's coming up now. Uh, but no, you don't want that to happen with Evan. He's a big part of offense. I mean, yeah, it's just why it's, it's just unfortunate that else couldn't get out of his way. Here's what it says about Trayon Street. It says he'll announce this. As narrow his options down, he's best to announce sometime in July. Yeah, he says top five in, in no order. It's Ole Miss, Missouri, Memphis, Cincinnati, Iowa State. Almost offered in May, and their leader just afterwards is widely known is widely known and expected for him to commit to Ole Miss. This was Why uh, five? You got to feel like they have a good shot at it, regardless. Yeah, he said last season playing minimal snaps, he rushed for sixteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns. Yeah, it's only it, 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 it's it's the staff. They evaluated him high, and they they think they hit something high, and then I don't I don't don't see where the problem. And this um, is this is uh the Alabama Sentinel out of Trussellville, basically, and it, it lists him at six one two oh eight. That's probably more realistic instead of six two 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 fifteen. Two oh eight still isn't bad though. No, it's a young kid, you know, I even played senior year. I mean. You want to look at him, that's kind of what TJ Yeldon was, about that size. Right. Yeah, yeah he, can I mean, grow, he can grow more, so. I mean, you throw a limit, I mean, I'm not saying this kid's limit Fournette, but you throw a, a limit Fournette on a, uh, this on this team, and it totally changes things. Absolutely, it does. Um, it's just hard for Ole Miss to get those right now, but it absolutely would change things. So, I guess just kind of moving forward, going to the last few things. Kind of, I guess going forward. Did you see the? Uh, the, the tweets from Ross and, and coming out there and I guess actually seeing that as a sign of how they promote it and, you know, he defended on this and do you think it's the right move, you know, off the times from, to me, it, it's it's not bad. He didn't go too far with it, but a lot of people say, you know, I guess AD shouldn't say as much as they do and kind of defend on Twitter like, like Ross does. Kind of what's your opinion on him? You know, that he, he come out about the flag about bringing it down, which is a smart move by him. He support bringing it down, and by the university. But some people started bringing up, you know, Ole Miss is this, and it should come down. And he, he kind of defended the school and, and integrity. And kind of, what's your opinion on that? Is it going on for doing that? I mean, either. I mean, I don't All know. Right. I know some says. And look, I think look based on what we've. Forget the conversation that we had earlier. Uh, to me, that that's what Ross had to do. Just 
especially considering the school he's at, he they he had to take that. And I'm just saying that's not what he feels like. It probably is. But they, as the, the athletic director at Ole Miss, no, no, nobody there could really afford to take a different stance on it, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. And, and also with, I guess, the newer newer A's, the younger guys coming in the 80s, you know, a lot of your older guys that's been around for a while and up in their 50s and 60s and or maybe even older, they don't really say much on Twitter. But you see it with your Scott Strickland and your Rocky Gordon. You see it some other 80s or younger guys, too. They're more active in, in, in social media and everything else. It's kind of, I guess, development with the times. And you'll see more of this. You're telling me Pete Boone can get on Twitter? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I'm dirty. Um, yeah, the, your, the younger ADs, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, them being, them, them, for the most part, saying stuff on Twitter, defending stuff or whatever, I, to me it's not a big deal. So do you know what next week is? I'm not even going to guess. I know I'm I'm about 95% sure what you're about to say, and I'd just rather not talk about it. But you can go ahead and talk about it. Okay, Russ coming back. You should be excited about this. I I don't really know. It gives us another topic to talk about. You should be excited about this. This is... you not enjoying this is like hurting your lifestyle right now. Well, that's what I think about you and wrestling, but, I mean, it is what it is. I say a lot more people agree with me about wrestling than you do. Everybody's hung up on wrestling about it being fake, and that's just not the point of it. But, uh, All right, because I'm a nerd, I just looked this up. P.J. Young was listed coming out of high school at 6205. So he's... Probably got three pounds on him. So, uh, yeah, something like that. I probably mean, he same, probably doesn't probably have the same on him. Well, you know, most of the time it's inflated, so T.J. Young is probably 6'1", 200 coming out of school. Right. Um, this kid, I'm going to guess they don't, that he's not really seen as a guy that's going to be as good as T.J. Yeldon. Uh, or no, he's not. He's not at all. He does not have the offers. Uh, <laughs> Um, but maybe he can, uh, maybe he can do it. <laughs> well, I know kind of, he kind of almost went and looked at him and then he came into camp and he really extremely high on him. And he kind of got a bunch of offers from bigger level schools really quick once he did a cap circuit. So that's always a good thing. And to give you kind of a, a bear how thick, I guess, the I think his name's his name's Mitchell. I think it's Keith Matt. Is it Devin is it Devin Mitchell? Who I think it is. Which day he's probably a little bit short, inch shorter, a few pounds less. But he's only like five listed at five ten, like two oh five. So he's yeah, a little I thought bit he was six. All right. But I mean because I, I just wanted to compare him. I wasn't looking up because I was there like that. But you really are missing out on Team Wolf. I mean, if you just sit back and like really enjoy it, I mean, I mean, I don't mind watching. I didn't mind watching the little Twilight movies as soon as they start turning into wolves. I mean, cause I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I, I mean, I liked it turning to overgrown size wolf when I got pissed off somebody. Yeah, um, all all the kids you coach in basketball are probably like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty much impossible. But I mean, although I've already done, I've already done the camp. Yeah, I'm you didn't tell me about. You never even talked about it. Well, that's kind of disappointing. I have a bad time. <laughs> how much? I'm gonna see how long until I got quick. All right, we got six minutes. All right. All right. All right, basically, I went to this camp, and I heard that 
And they pretty much draw teams at random. I mean, every player at random. Hmm. And my team is probably with, let's just say it's below average, to say the least. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. So I got the kids. I hadn't seen none of the kids before. I didn't know judge them. So I went there. We did a like, digital drill. And soon they start doing layup drills. And there was about 50% of layup drills. I knew it was going to be bad. I had one kid that was fairly decent. Pretty good. I mean, he could, he could. He was good enough to, you know, on a regular year team, he wouldn't have been the best player, but he was probably started played a lot. But the rest of them was bad. I almost think it was. I almost think it was done on purpose. They kind of gave me the kids on purpose to give me, show me a lesson. That's just my opinion. But uh, we played about eight eight games and we didn't even like we'll make the final teams thing and we won two and luckily we pretty much won it because that one kid got hot off some threes <laughs> and both them games I coached them the best I could and Let's just say even the worst kids got to play a good bit. We got down a bunch sometime. I just, I just right. the worst. At that point, he just let everybody play. And after about the fourth game, I was tired of yelling. I just didn't care no more. <laughs> I understand. It does sound like a letdown experience. So it's something I really didn't want to talk about. And... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about it. You didn't. You, that's how I didn't you talk about it. I didn't <laughs> talk about it. I was very upset, and the guy that is somehow the guy that's there every year, who is pretty much he sucks at basketball, but he thinks he's a really good coach, and he really doesn't know that much. Somehow he got the best team, although he didn't. Win, he got second, although he had the best team by far. He really enjoyed it. I think he's something, and he's like on the little board for the thing because he, he works at this Chico school. And I think he has something to do behind this. That's entirely possible. Because I was right there. I was right there. And I went there doing the picking thing, but it was supposed to go on random. And I know about other people was. Supposedly, kids had numbers and they pulled them out, supposedly. But mm. I didn't like it. Right. It was bad. All right, well, we don't have to talk about it anymore. I just, I, I forgot about it. And I guess I, I did have it. one parent tell me I was a terrible person. Wait, wait, what happened? I had a parent tell me I was a terrible person. Oh. <laughs> because mm. I told this kid he sucked. I'm not surprised by that. This time about this kid is. I'll get into this because this is funny. Okay. I put this kid in. This kid literally, I think is his first year at camp. I don't, know, I don't think he's ever played basketball before. If he has, poor child. And I actually knew who this kid was, but I never seen him play before. Because the kid's really, he's a really good baseball player. I know because he, he's from this area. And he's like, I mean, he's a good baseball player. He really is. He's, he's, but he literally, if any pressure was put on him, he's the one that had to walk with the ball, looking at it to dribble with one hand. No crossover, nothing. He wouldn't look at the ball. He couldn't dribble. And hmm. there was a loose ball, and he picked it up and scored. And it was down by, like, 40. And he, I, I got it at him out, put somebody up in, and he come back. And he said, I think I've done really good this game. And I said, you suck. 
<laughs> Stick to baseball. Oh. And he'd already had like six turnovers. <laughs> and I was irritated. Oh. And he kind of whooped it a little bit. And I said, but you're really good. I, felt, I didn't feel bad, but I said, you're really good at baseball. Stick to baseball. And uh, after that game, this, he, I guess he went and told his parents. Because that was like our last game. And that's during the time all the parents get to come and watch and all that stuff. Mm, it's that's a good time to say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she didn't hear me say it. I didn't say no, it. Uh, yeah, but she was there. I was getting ready to leave. I was making sure every kid had all their stuff that we hand out. I was past the little shirt. Right. And when I handed him his shirt and everything, I I asked him, I actually asked him a question about baseball. I said, are you going to a baseball tournament? And I asked, I said, are you going to a camp for baseball? I was really pushing this kid for baseball because he's a pretty good baseball player. Right. And, and she said, you know, you're really a terrible person. And I said, yes, ma'am, I realize that I'm very tough at coaching. And I said, you got a good kid. I said, you have a good kid. And she said, thank you very much, but not thank you, too. And walked off. Hmm. <laughs> I want oh. to say so much more. Probably better you didn't. And I don't. It could have been much worse. Yep, it would have been. But she should know that kid got put on my team with that kid sure coming. She probably did. Because this lady like knows me. So that was the eventful part. I got told I was a terrible person. Well, it happens. P- parents parents get like that. I've seen it all too often. Although I'm sure most people wouldn't have just straight out said, you suck, but I mean, that's... That's, that's true, too. <laughs> but he needed to know his features in baseball. He needed he's to know 13 years old. He's 13 years old, and at 13, 14, when kids start specializing, I have no clue how good he is at football. I've never seen him, but I know he's a good baseball player. So I want to push him towards something that he was good at. And also where he wouldn't be on my team again next year. <laughs> I had nothing for you now. I suppose more of teaching him how hey, you know, you're good at baseball, focus on this. And a little bit of, I don't want to just kill my team next year. And old guys, if they tell me next year that we're keeping the same teams all of a sudden, if, 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 for the ones that come back, you I'll walk around out. and walk out and say, yep. screw this. Yep, just walk out. <laughs> it was terrible. We won two games, we barely won them, and that was, I think, and both those teams were... The only and one of them teams were winless, and one of them they won one game, and that team beat the team that was winless. On down, I wanted to literally like those things. I wanted to be like Bobby Knight, but I held to the end. I thought I did really well. Considered it basketball. Considering all you said was. Oh, you, you just yelled a little bit and said you took it one time. That, that's probably pretty good for you. The first few games I yelled a lot, but then I really realized there was no hope. I calmed down. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd seen that. <laughs> but you don't go up to your coach when you're down by 40 and say, I think I've done really good. You've had about eight turnovers and you only scored one basket. You couldn't. That's the only reason you got that basket is because it was a loose ball and you picked it up right by the rim and you shot it. Oh, that's improvement. He's, he's 13, and he should have known better. He probably should have known better said, I think I was doing pretty good. <laughs> that would wrap up the show about me being a terrible person. And that, That's the moral well, of the story. <laughs> apparently so. The moral of the story, if, you don't, if your kid sucks at basketball, 
Do not send him to a basketball camp when I'm coaching because I will let him know that he's stuck. That's the moral of the story. I will send him on, but he will learn a life lesson and learn to practice. He will know what sport to turn to, and it's not basketball. That's a life lesson. Instead of him, and it, but let me tell you something. It is much better for him to learn he sucks basketball at the age of 13 until 17, where he's wasting time practicing something he's good at. He's sitting on the bench, never playing in a high school team. Or he's getting cut if he plays for a bigger high school. <laughs> because he's not making it past day one if it's a big high school. Right. Good. It's been a good show. I mean, I'm already, I'm already, I'm, already, I'm, already, I'm actually irritated about having that team. I've already. Yeah, we shouldn't. We shouldn't blame. I'm blaming you. You probably should. We just talked about it for 15 minutes, and you didn't want to talk about it at all. I I got. Well, you know how I rant when I get upset about stuff. If it's basketball, yes, I I know exactly how you rant. So, I literally got upset about this. I'm gonna go, and my wife is cooking. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna get this conversation even happen. All right. Tell them what coffee I got later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.